Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com and you can apply for a free trial lesson and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. This is a vocabulary lesson. In fact, we're focusing on part two of the speaking test for those of you who are considering doing IELTS. So we're going to look at vocabulary, but in particular at the question that you'll be asked in part two. So just to remind you, when you take the IELTS test in part two, you will get what they call a cue card. Sometimes it's called a task card and written on that task card will be a particular topic. You, go, you don't get any chance, unfortunately, to change the topic, but there are some questions there and how you will approach it. So you get approximately one minute to read and prepare yourself, and then you have to speak for two to three minutes on the topic. And of course, then there will be some follow-up questions by the examiner. Okay, so what we're going to look at here is a typical example of one of those type of cue card questions or task card questions. So I'm going to give you an idea of a topic that I would talk about. Then I'm going to give you some words that I've selected from that particular topic, just to give you a flavor and understanding as to what they mean and how to use them. Okay, so let's get cracking. So as I said, it's a vocabulary lesson and it's in relation to part two of the IELTS exam. So this is my particular question that I, I was selecting, okay? And it's about an occasion where you have to describe an occasion when the weather prevented you from doing something. Okay, so this is what appeared on the task card. Describe an occasion when the weather prevented you from doing something. And the follow-up questions that they ask you to look at and to consider when you're thinking about this is, when was it? Why did it prevent your activity? What did you do? and then explain how you felt. So you've got to cover those four particular points in your answer. As I said, you get one minute to prepare and then you're expected to talk for two or three minutes. Okay, so here's my particular situation. A few years ago, I decided to take my young family camping. I'd always wanted to do it and they were excited about spending a few nights under the stars. We all had our hearts set on it. Little did we know that it was never going to happen. Not that week anyway. The bags were packed, the tent rented from an outdoor activity centre and the food provisions bought and neatly packed in our backpacks. We looked like real adventurers. At the very last minute, when everything was packed and ready, we decided to check the weather forecast just out of curiosity. To our shock and horror, the forecast was simply awful. The report advised people not to travel that weekend as an adverse weather front was fast approaching. We knew then our plans were in imminent danger. A menacing storm forced the whole week to be cancelled and postponed until a later date. Our decision to call it off turned out to be a smart move. The very next day we awoke to huge thunderstorms and heavy damp pours of rain. The news was even more shocking. 
Overnight, all flights had been grounded. The main roads were flooded, cars and people stranded for hours in rising flood water. Incoming flights were diverted to other cities and everyone was advised to stay put in their homes. The idea of camping out suddenly took on another perspective. We put up the tent in the living room and the kids had a ball. So what looked like a disaster initially turned out to be a different but fun adventure in the end. Okay, so that's my story as to what I would say about a situation that something happened and the weather put an unfortunate end to a plan. Okay, so I've given you there the little story. Now, let me just give you some of the words that I've picked out and I'll try and explain them to you. And you'll find all of these words in the transcript. So the first one, neatly. Well, neatly, it's an adverb. And when we pack, usually on our way, traveling for a holiday or weekend, whatever, we always try to pack neatly. In fact, you probably remember that you pack more neatly on the way to your holiday than you do on the way back. So neatly means everything thing fits into its little place. Everything is easy to see and access. So when we were packing our bags for this particular camping trip, we had a backpack so they were packed neatly so they were easy to carry and everything could be fitted in. Indeed, with one of the kids wanted to put in a particular toy to take with them, there was a small space left in the bag and we said, oh yeah, that'll fit in there just neatly. Yeah, so it's the right size and the, the right shape for that particular bag. So neatly is when everything is tidy. So we can use neatly to pack our bags neatly, or if one of the children offers to help you with the garden or the garage or the shed, well, make sure you put everything back neatly, okay? So if they're pulling out books from the library or pulling out books on the bookshelves or pulling out games in the storage room you say okay you can play with those but make sure you put them back neatly so that everything is in its place i don't want to open the cupboard and everything fall on top of me yeah so make sure you put it back neatly next out of curiosity well when we use this expression out of curiosity it means we are curious to find out something Okay, so in my particular story, I turned on the radio to listen to the weather forecast out of curiosity, meaning I wanted to know what they were forecasting, what the weather was going to be like. Okay, so when we do something out of curiosity, it's out of a deep interest. When you pass by an empty shop, you might look in the window just out of curiosity to see what's going to happen to the shop. Is some other shop going to take its place? Or if you see an advertisement for new apartment development development in your area, you might just click onto the website to look at the apartments, what they're selling for, how big they are, what the interior looks like, just out of curiosity. You may not be interested in buying them, but you have a curiosity, an interest as to what's happening. To our shock and horror. So these words are often used together to our shock and horror means when we get a a nasty or bad surprise. So when we tuned into the radio to listen to the weather forecast, to our shock and horror, we got a really bad surprise. Yes. So when we open the envelope to our shock and horror and find that all the money has gone, okay, or we're driving along the country road and we get a burst 
tire and to our shock and horror we realize that we don't have a spare tire so we have to try and phone for somebody to come and help us so shock and horror are two words that we use together to describe a bad situation to my shock and horror i discovered that the weather forecast was going to be terrible to my shock and horror i realized that i had forgotten to order the christmas turkey okay so all of these situations where something bad could happen or did happen and we can use those words to describe our feelings our shock and horror adverse weather well something that's adverse is opposite to what you're expecting so adverse weather conditions means bad weather conditions so you're expecting blue skies a little bit of wind nice warm weather but to your shock and horror you were advised that there were adverse weather conditions approaching where there's going to be strong winds gale force winds heavy downpours tropical downpours whatever way you would like to describe the bad situation the weather was certainly not going to be very favorable so adverse meaning against you yeah an adversary somebody who's against you in a competition so adverse weather conditions really bad conditions that were going to spoil your fun as they did spoil our fun on our planned camping trip imminent danger well when something is in or somebody is in imminent danger it means immediate yeah so you have to be really really careful there's an imminent danger of a very heavy storm if you continue to travel around, along that road and there are flood warnings then you could be in imminent danger meaning immediate danger so it's not something that's going to happen over a long period of time it's going to happen immediately so you have to be really really careful so when they give out these warnings and they have a yellow or orange or red warning for the weather forecast the red warning is that you're going to be in imminent danger meaning something is likely to happen or is about to happen very very quickly imminent meaning immediate a menacing storm well a menacing anything is something that is going to threaten you like a menacing dog that when you walk along the street and the dog is there gnarling its teeth at you and growling and looking ready to lunge and bite you well then this would be a menacing dog so a menacing storm is a storm that's really going to threaten you it's not just a blow over in 5 minutes it's a storm that's going to last for some considerable time and it's going to be strong winds thunder and lightning heavy downpour uh, risk of flooding all of these aspects will come together to create a menacing storm a storm that's likely to threaten you and the people with whom you are traveling to call something off when we call something off we cancel or postpone usually when it's called off it means completely postponed so the football match was called off because the pitch was covered in snow and ice from the fall of snow over the last few days so they called it off because they couldn't clear the snow or the ice from the pitch and therefore no game could be played when the rains come and they're very heavy and the roads are flooded or there's a risk of flooding to the roads we had to call off the planned camping trip so it was called off at the last minute so anything that is cancelled uh, permanently would be called off it's a phrasal verb to call is the verb off is your preposition so to call off something or to call something off means to postpone 
the wedding was called off when the bride or the groom got cold feet, meaning they didn't want to go ahead with the wedding, so they called it off. A heavy downpour. Well, a downpour is when the heavens open and all the rain comes down with a very, very sudden fall. Okay, one minute you're standing there, two minutes later, you're really completely wet from a heavy downpour of rain. So a very thunderous shower. It could be like a tropical storm where it passes within a few minutes. But in that few minutes, a lot of rain falls and you get very, very wet if you happen to be underneath that. So a heavy downpour is a very heavy rainfall. To be grounded, well, when planes cannot take off and the announcement from the airport is that no planes will fly tonight, then all of the planes from all airlines have been grounded. They are forced to stay on the ground and cannot leave the airport because of the fear of heavy rain, strong winds, thunder and lightning, all conditions coming together will make it impossible for flying. And there's a great risk to the passengers. So the planes are grounded for that period, whether it's for a few hours or even until the next day. So all planes have been grounded. We also use grounded when we're talking about a punishment for children who have misbehaved. So the parents might say, you're grounded, which means you cannot go and meet your friends, you can't go to your club, you can't play football, you can't do anything, you're going to have to stay in your room. So you're grounded for one, two, three days, depending on how strong the punishment is, depending on how strong the misdeed you did. Okay, so you're punished badly, you're grounded for three days. If the punishment is not so bad, you might only be grounded for one day. But to be grounded means not to be permitted to leave your bedroom or leave the home. And in the same way, the airplanes have been grounded because of the problems in the atmosphere with the weather. And then finally, stranded. When you're stranded, it means you're stuck somewhere. You cannot move. You cannot go in or out. So if we're driving along the road and we've haven't listened to the warnings or we're not aware of the warnings and we suddenly see lots of water ahead and our car is stuck. We are stranded in the car. We can't go forward and we can't go back. So what do we do? We sit there waiting and hoping that the water levels won't rise any further. And you often see pictures on the TV where cars have been and people have been stranded. They're sitting actually on the roof of the car. Now, if they're fortunate enough to be on a little bit of high ground, they can still be stranded, but they're not going to be in any immediate danger. But the problem is they cannot leave that piece of high ground because to do so would be dangerous and they're not able to to go down. So they have to stay there and hopefully be rescued. And again, when we watch some scenes from devastation across the, the world where there have been heavy storms and rivers have broken their banks, then you find a lot of people stranded or animals stranded. So people in remote areas, they are seek higher ground and wait to be rescued because they have been stranded or cut off because of the rising floodwaters or the heavy rainwater that has caused the river to burst its banks. Okay, so that's stranded. So let me give them to you again. Neatly, out of curiosity, to our shock and horror, adverse weather, 
imminent danger in imminent danger, menacing storm, a menacing storm, to call something off or call off something, a heavy downpour, to be grounded, and then finally stranded. Okay, well, that ends the particular lesson in relation to vocabulary, and particularly for part two of the speaking task for IELTS. And if anybody is contemplating doing IELTS over the next few months, I wish you luck. There's a lot of work you have to do, but if you plan carefully, you can be successful. And this is one lesson of a series that I'll be putting together for those of you who are contemplating those type of exams. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Join me again soon.